Right then, here's a cheeky bit of additional content that we are calling the Full Force Monthly Extra. Each month we will add a separate short topic for a little extra monthly fun. For this month, stop saying month, and in keeping with our PulseCon theme, we thought we would talk about some of our favourite con exclusives over the years. The choices can be from any official convention, so first up is Justin again. Who have you got, mate? Um, I had to go all the way back to 2005, which was early on in the G.I. Joe Collectors Club era um, with the O-ring repaints, and what they did was um, it was a Mars Attacks uh, convention set, which incorporated, um, you know, the Iron Grenadiers, which has always been a very, you know, a the favorite. With the big heads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Take me to your leader. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, with, uh, with the Iron Grenadiers have always been a longtime favorite of mine. And they did a really interesting way of kind of bringing those characters into into play alongside um, some creative reuse of O-wing tooling. You know, they they created the Iron Anvils out of the 94 Viper repaint, which I've always been a big fan of that figure, um, you know, a new metal head. And, and to add to that, they kind of introduced um, Steel Brigade and used some Mega Marines tooling, which I thought was really cool for Gung Ho and some great urban camouflage. Um, but they also uh, brought in Dragon Ski from the October Guard. And back then, you know, um, you know, that was that was a key October Guard member. They were missing an O-ring form. Uh, they just did a lot of things really, really right in that set that I really loved. And even after all of these years, it remains one of my all-time favorite um, G.I. Joe sets. I think they just did uh, did a really fantastic job all around on, on putting that set together from the parts chosen to the theme um to just some creative parts reuse uh it just it, it remains one of my favorites is that what they um introduced the urban camo the rain camo for steel yes brigade? yeah that was all the steel brigade figures had that kind of urban rain sort of camouflage yeah it's kind of like a cool little addition i thought on the uh, yeah on <clears throat> the camo yeah, with sure. that kind of scratching across it like yeah it's really neat yeah um yeah totally man that's a great set uh pat your thoughts on that one uh i think i mentioned it i raised my it. expectations ridiculously for some of these sets this one I there was a lot of this that I did like, um, but some of the execution, I, I, I'm never a fan of like the convention flush tone that they used. I, I want my convention figures to be able to go right next to my retail figures and look like they supplement them without standing out. And for that reason, I never was a really big fan of the camouflage on this set because it's, it's so much deco on that style of figure that I didn't feel like the Steel Brigade half of this worked. Uh, I I really did love the fact that they were taking that Viper and repainting it because they were bringing out a lot of the details that I felt could be brought out a little bit better on that figure than what the 1994 one was. Mm. Love the inclusion of Metalhead, that 1994 Metalhead yes. yep. into Iron Grenadiers. That was an excellent choice, and I really love that figure for that reason. I also like the fact that they had lost Voltar in the comic book. You know, he had passed away. And so it was nice to have kind of that role filled by another character with General yep. Mayhem. General so, Mayhem, yep. You know, the story kind of, you know, it, it makes the Iron Grenadiers as a team feel complete again. Yeah. yeah. And, and that Worm's, Worm's body with the different head to kind of make him yeah. a really unique character really worked well. Yeah, yeah And I really did also like the Iron the the basic Iron Grenadier from this. I didn't have any, obviously there's no flesh tone showing on that. There's no camo. I didn't have any issue with the way that it looked at all. And I like the fact that it had like different, a different body. It was using that uh, Night Viper body. Yeah. So it kind of called back to that, the original appearance in my mind 
of the Iron Grenadiers in the comics where they were using some different gear from Cobras. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say it was a decent promotion for Norgahide to uh, General Mayhem, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. sure. Well, they glued the helmet on, so you couldn't tell it was Nagahide underneath. And that's in real life as well. Um, no, that's yeah. I, I, that's wicked. It's a good, actually, it's a really good reuse of that head, honestly. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a cool set, man. I, I kind of dig it. Um, what about you, Pat? What's your fave? My hands, hands down, my favorite is Vacation in the Shadows. Uh, we had been wanting Red Shadows. I'd been wanting Red Shadows to be, to be incorporated back into G.I. Joe in some way, shape or form ever since I found out about them. And there's an appeal to the style and the, the design of those characters. And so to get those, again, brought back into G.I. Joe, I thought was an incredible win. Um, wasn't huge on the Flint figure that was in, in that year. Um, but missed an opportunity there, didn't they? A little bit, yeah. Flint's, yeah, Flint's vacation. vacation. Flint would have been really cool, wouldn't it? Like, you know, give him a T-shirt, give him some slacks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep the beret. I think that would have been dope. I'm not even kidding. I think that would have been Yeah, wicked. I'm not. I, I totally agree with you. Uh, I, think I mean, it, it was a vacation in the shadow set. I mean, that, it seems like it lended itself perfectly to that sort of thing. So. Perfectly, yeah. Yeah, I think that the green that they chose on the figure... Isn't that kind of based on the color of green Flint was wearing on vacation in the episode of cartoon? Yeah, on the shirt. Yeah, on the shirt. Yeah, it's kind of like a hint um, of. So, yeah, it's like but a if they had just gone with that, with that that sunbow Flint, the way that he looked on vacation, I think it could have been perfect. But I love the red shadows. You know, people criticize them for some of the aspects of the figures having the smaller neck, but I think that was just to kind of get it to fit inside the way the bodies had been told. And, you know, it added to the Red Shadows ranks. I'm not always a fan whenever the club would just make up something new based on what parts that they had. Mm -hmm. But um, the, what did they call them that year? Was it Red red Flame Troopers? What were they called? Red Torch or something torch, like that? Maybe? Torch. Red, yeah, red Torch. Red Torches. Yeah. It, it was a nice addition to the Red Shadows, and just the fact that we hadn't seen them for a long time, it felt fitting that they should get something added to their ranks. And I didn't mind the um, the interrogator figure either. I thought that yeah. was... And the uh, yeah. face that was underneath of it, too, being a call-out to old G.I. Joe. It just it felt like there was a lot of sense of heritage with this set, mm -hmm. more than what we had ever gotten before. And the other sets did have some of that in there you know, with the Black Dragon and things like that. But this set was just really nailing it. I love this one a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good shout. What are you thinking, Justin? Yeah, no, it's tough to disagree with any of that. I mean, the the Red Shadows were a great inclusion um, to finally get them in sort of O-ring form to to blend with the rest. I think um, I, I do feel like there were some missed opportunities I would have loved to have seen the club or, or Hasbro themselves dive into the Action Force Red Shadow side a little bit more heavily. It almost seems incomplete to just have this set and not like, you know, some of the other more familiar ones, um, you know, like Blades or Coral kind of in, in kind of modernized sort of O-ring format. I know they did some of those in the New Sculpt era, hmm. um, but um, it, it would have been cool for them to add some of that stuff in. I was, I, you know, I, I like the interrogator is one of my favorite characters and, and I like what they did with the figure. Um, I just, I found it interesting that they did that rather than, and Flint, rather than some of the Action Force characters that would have right. fit. 
Yeah, I think they were they were almost trying to like appeal to both crowds a little bit, weren't mm-hmm. they? Like make sure that the Americans knew what the hell was going on. Yeah. As, as a whole, was I had some great memories of this this whole convention. Actually, I mean, it was in Rhode Island. It was one of the closest sets, closest conventions, and I could actually drive there easily and back. And I just I had a lot of fun. There was a you know a tour of Hasbro. Um, you know, it was, just, it was a really fun convention all around. And so this kind of brings back some of those memories too. So that, that certainly helps its case. Speaking of memories, Justin, I'm going to talk about my favorite set now, which we have shared memories of. Pat, you were there too, but you weren't on our, um, you weren't on our journey or our epic quest <laughs> across epic quest. half of the United yes. States. Epic to quest. Get there. Um, yeah. So for me, I'm going to go back and it's funny how this is based in nostalgia, what, it was like, what? I can't even remember what year it was now. 20-something teen? Uh, 2016. 16, yeah. So 2016, it was the Springfield um, the Springfield uh, convention. Um, and basically, it was the Tiger Force kind of... Uh, Tiger Force Nine Grenadiers again. It's always Iron Grenadiers. Iron Grenadiers are always in it. Um, <laughs> how many Iron Grenadiers things are we going to have? Like, it's... It was. It seemed to be all the time, actually, didn't it? But anyway, irrelevant on that one. Because um, when we had that Iron Grenadiers, like wintry kind of one against the October Guard as well, didn't we? We've had yeah. a lot of Iron Grenadiers stuff. Oh it yeah, they, cool. yeah, they're it's all like, over the place. I get it. Um, now with this one, this was the one. I think the second con I've been to. I've been the previous one in 2015 was Dallas. I want to say. Yes, Could be something and like that. that was the first one I've been to. So this was a I was coming back to JoeCon for the second time, making that reappearance. And Justin drove me and a number of other people, including Erica Rania, Dave Tree. We also had Fred and Chris and who else was in the other car? Did you mention Dave Proctor? Dave Proctor and Dave Pro- Davey P. Yeah, of course. Yep. So Dave Tree and Davey P. And that was the team that was going from. This area, right where we are right now, to Blumin Kokomo, and then to well, that was south, and then to um, Springfield, and it was a pretty epic journey that Justin did most of the driving, all of the driving for. Um, mate, how did you manage that? We were talking about that today, actually. Myself, and you know, I had gotten myself accustomed to. You know, I, I I'm not a big fan of planes. Um, you know, I'll, I'll admit that I don't like flying if I can help it. Um, and I love to drive. Um, and I had actually been driving to conventions, even ones down in Atlanta and New Orleans, and I live up in New Hampshire, so I've been making the drive um, in years past, and it really doesn't bother me a whole lot. Um, so really it was just like driving to another convention only this time I had a car full of uh, friendly people to, to sing Eminem songs with and <laughs> <laughs> it was great oh that was fun the best bit was getting lost going down a random bit for about an hour and then having to turn yeah. around and come back again that was quite <laughs> awesome and we then, stopped at Kokomo Toys and yeah it was well great. one of the one of the memories I had one of the vivid memories I had was waking up in the back of your car uh it's dark it's on the this is on the first like leg of the journey. So we were trying to find a hotel. Yeah. And all the images were coming through from the convention. And Justin had his phone on a thing and was like, like whoever was in the passenger seat was scrolling through them to to have a look at all of the new Joe stuff coming through. So that was our first in like what was happening on the show floor kind of thing, because we weren't there yet, obviously. Yeah. But like people were like sharing what the figures were and everything. Go on, Pat. 
That was me sharing out pictures. You guys were responding. I remember it. It's amazing. Amazing. I love that we've got that connection. That's brilliant. It's weird that that was my vivid memory of this situation. And that also included Pat. That's brilliant. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. yeah, So I shared the the bonus thing. And I remember specifically talking about that. And then I was sharing pictures of the inside of the comics. And you guys were responding to that. Of course. Of course. Jeez, man. And like that the night we didn't, we, we found a hotel that was in the middle of nowhere and looked yeah, sketchy like, AF. It like, yeah, it was, that was a crazy, we let, I think we let the, the car ahead of us, Dave Proctor, kind of choose the hotel. And I don't, I don't know how well that worked out, but uh, well, we <laughs> we, we're around, still alive. So we turned good, around but... quick and we went and we found a holiday inn somewhere, didn't we? Yeah, and exactly, I remember, yeah. We went inside, we got in our rooms, I put my head down for one hour. <laughs> Then we got back up again, showered, and left. It was, that, it <laughs> it was, was rapid, wasn't it? It yeah, was like, we're not staying, was. guys. We're just going to have to just get your head down for an hour, and then we'll just get back on the road again. It was like, yeah. wow. And then, yeah, Kokomo Toys was fun. We got there late as well to Springfield, didn't we? And everyone's coming out with their, you know, boxes full of figures. And I remember, and one of the, this is part kind of tied into this, my favorite convention exclusive to this day is the Tiger Force Eagle Hawk or the Tiger Hawk or whatever you want to call it? Um, I just thought that was freaking awesome. I love that. I love the Eagle Hawk when it came out. Anyway, I thought it was a beautiful vehicle. Um, I would have, in actual fact, in my bedroom when I lived in Norwich, on top of my wardrobe, I had the vintage Tomahawk and the Eagle Hawk next to each other. And so when they said that that was going to be the Tiger Force, they were going to do that. I was blown away. I remember they shared a panel like a, an image of like a side panel of that, of the tiger hawk before the convention. And I remember seeing that and everyone was like, it's going to be, a, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a tiger force tomahawk. And it, that's exactly what it was. And I remember when we got there, Glenn, shout out to Glenn, um, was coming out of the, um, of the like building where it was, you know, where the exclusives were being sold and he just had a huge box and there were like four of these eagle hawks like on the top of it on the top of this box and i'm like what and we it was like hi glenn and he's like rushing trying to get to his room to put these things away so we can go back and like you know enjoy the convention uh evening or whatever but i remember that shout out to glenn great um Glenn's great, awesome. great friend of the of us and the show and everything absolutely it was I always good to see him at so, those shows i know i haven't seen him in so long i caught, I, I spoke to him on the phone during AR last year, oh, because uh, he, he couldn't make it, so that but he was on the phone and he was getting passed around good. the entire group, much like he would if he'd been there in person. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, that's one of the reasons why that is one of my favorite ever. And the image of actually, um, I'm showing on screen of my set on my table was when I was living in Norwich and on a flat in on my own, and I got Roma collectibles to send me all of my exclusives uh, when I got... So when I, I didn't have to kind of take them home with me, obviously, there's so much of it. And I got this box that was huge, like, on the doorstep. So massive thanks to Roman Collectibles as well for getting all those exclusives, those lovely figures and amazing box sets and vehicles and all. I mean, they knew how to do things uh, for cons, didn't they? Like, the, they yeah. they went all out, uh, Joe Con. They, they did. And yeah, for all the all the issues that people have with the Collectors Club, um, you know, many of them valid. I think the Joe Cons were an experience that 
Uh, I know. I just, I'm not sure we'll ever get again. I mean, the smaller <laughs> shows, don't get me wrong. They're fantastic. You know, we love, you know, AR and, and places like that, but, uh, but just the way the entire fandom came together, just the elaborate sets they would do, the ramp up to it, the information leaks, the comic pages, just that period, that week leading up to it uh, is unlike anything that, that, um, that I've experienced in a fandom, you know, before or since. And, and that stretch of time from 2002 through, that was it 15 years, 16 years. Um, I mean, it was, yeah, going almost every single year and uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's amazing how we could enjoy them so much. I hate to, I don't want to put a negative spin on it, but kind of in spite of the collector's club, instead of, you know, partially because of them, yes, give them credit where it's deserved, but, yeah. uh, but um, you know, some of the issues that kind of came out of that, you know, we still, it was all, all of our friends getting together and celebrating our fandom and, and buying new toys and enjoying new toys and seeing new elements of the universe kind of unfold. That was something I really loved. I mean, people had questions about the comic quality or whatever, but it was exploring new ground and telling new stories, which is something we don't really get enough of these days. So um, I think uh, that was a really awesome element of, of Joe Con, And yeah, I miss it. I do miss it. Mm. All right, brilliant. We'll bring that to a close then for the episode. Good job, Pat. Chris. <laughs> Everyone's crying. Oh, brilliant. Thanks, Justin, bringing it yeah, down. My bad. I don't it's know where bad. we would be, though, if it was still going. Like a 15 figure classified. Classified. To, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Carrying yeah. it out. <laughs> It would be it would be pretty they crazy. They did the though. Eagle Hawk. They did a Tiger Force Eagle Hawk, guys. Look at this. I, I think like a, a five figure or four figure set. Yeah. About it. Yeah. And it probably still costs, you know, $1,200 or whatever it used to cost. How did we afford it? Is my question. I, I, dude, I, I had to fly out there first. It was to, insane. You know, to the United States. Um, it was never in a very accessible area of any right. city that they went to. It was always like really difficult to get to. And when you got there, there was nothing around. Like it, you'd have to like walk for miles to get food or like. I, I think yeah. I usually spent more money in that weekend than I did like the whole rest of the year on my G.I. Joe <laughs> stuff. So, it was kind of crazy. So in true. Here. Well, it crept up over time. I think, I think yeah, that was like roughly 200 bucks for the set. And yeah. Put yourself into that hotel. And at the time, everybody was just like sharing rooms. So those hotel rooms, there'd be just a ton of us packed in. Yeah. Because you weren't spending much time sleeping that weekend anyway. Right. But by the end, it was like, okay, the set's about $400. And we're going to have $400 worth of stuff whenever you get there for sale. Yeah. And there's going to be $400 worth of FSS stuff throughout the year. Yeah. It had, it had crept up quite a lot by the end. And by the way, there's so much stuff at the convention. You can't bring it on the plane with you. So you have to ship it home for, you know, 50 or $60. And yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 The whole point of it was to buy so much that you could sell it and pay for the trip, wasn't it? Like that's what people it used to would be do. in line with people. Yeah, they would they would literally be on the eBay mobile app listing things for sale the minute they were getting out of line. And yeah, by the next day they had paid for their convention trip. I just I never had time for that. I was like, oh, I pictures and stuff. So I was I like the ability. I, I would buy you know four <laughs> of each thing and be like, I get the golden ticket by three of each thing. Yeah, I'm going to sell this, and I would just end up coming home with three times the crap. <laughs> And not sell any of it. <laughs> Spend Dave, more money. It's like Dave, Dave Tree would buy a couple. He would buy like a couple of sets, and he'd effectively pay for his trip by selling that set to me. <laughs> so yeah, you man. It was like I remember getting the Night Force set off him, and like all the exclusives. That was a cool one because I think he went to that was the first one he went to. He went to the Indianapolis one first. Yeah, 2014. I want to say. Then I went to Dallas 2015, and then onwards. I, I 
Dallas was my first one, and then it was done by like yeah, you know Chattanooga, which is a shame, but um, yeah. yeah, still amazing, amazing. Um, yeah, that's well, that's it. That's it for this episode of the extra. I hope you've enjoyed that trip down memory lane, guys. <laughs> All the classified um, guys are like, "What the hell are they talking about?" Yeah, I've never heard of any of these things yeah, before. No kidding. Google it is all I'll say. Anyway, thank you, lads. That's us out. Boom. Make sure you get involved with the discussion by liking, sharing and commenting on these videos and as always you can keep up with the show after listening by following on Twitter at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash The Full Force and if you would like to contact the show you can message us on either of those platforms with feedback and questions. We also have a Patreon page so if you want to show your support for the show, see your name up in lights on these videos or enjoy exclusive bonus content then check out patreon.com forward slash the full force podcast or click on the link on any of the posts this podcast appears in full force